Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. So glad you could join uh, in today. I trust you're doing well. In this episode, we will examine some things about our Christian journey, our Christian life. Our church that love good fellowship always serve coffee after the sermon. It was their tradition, and the pastor one day saw a young lad looking around after one of the services, kind of wondering what was taking place. He asked the, the young fella if he knew why they serve coffee. The young fella replied, I think they serve coffee so to get everyone wide awake before they drive home. So <laughs> maybe the pastor's messages were a bit dry, I don't know. Uh, a number of episodes ago, we saw the church is likened to a body. And in this lesson, we'll study the special relationship that we have within our spiritual family. This lesson is designed to give you a clear understanding of how we need to operate in the family unit. How am I related to other Christians? Well, they're brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Be sure to understand only those in Christ saved individuals, that's what we mean by being in Christ, are brothers, brothers and sisters regardless of any other factors. Likewise, not in Christ, unsaved people are not our brothers and sisters spiritually. Romans 9, 8, that is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of promise are counted for the seed. Our, our brothers and sisters in Christ are our fellow laborers in the ministry, and you can find reference to that in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 to 10, uh, that, that those verses encourage us in that realm. So we, we are brothers and sisters in the spiritual realm, regardless of any other thing. Uh, what are my responsibilities to other Christians? Well, that's a great question. Unfortunately, Christians can cheat others in ways that the Lord never desired nor intended for us to do. You know, we're to pray for each other. That is a definite uh, responsibility. Almost every one of Paul's letters opens with a prayer for those whom he's writing. Uh, let me read you First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2 to 3. We give thanks to God always for you, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, your labor of love, patience of hope in our, in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. So we need to pray for each other. We need to help each other and minister to each other. And this goes both into the physical realm and the spiritual realm. In Galatians chapter 6, it says, verse 1, Brethren, if a man be overtaken of fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, that's absolutely a reference to the spiritual, and helping us understand that we're vulnerable to temptation, and we can sin, and we need to help each other the best we can. Uh, Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 talks about the physical. And as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So those who are Christians, that's and that's referring to spiritual, sorry, physical needs. The first Galatians 6 to 1 is spiritual and Galatians 6 10 is about the physical needs. We need to meet them. If we know about them, we need to meet them. We are to encourage and edify one another. You know, the word edify means to construct, build, and confirm. That needs to be part of our ministry to each other. 
First Thessalonians 5.11 says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, edify one another, even as also ye do. So we need to construct, build up, confirm. That's the word edify. And then comfort means pray, exhort. You know, the idea there to... It, sometimes it's physical to give that brother and sister a hug or encouragement, a, a physical touch, appropriate, obviously. But the idea is that comfort them. But we need to comfort them, too, in the spiritual realm. Uh, and we're to serve one another. That, that's our responsibility. And if we're not doing it, we are not living the way the Lord has designed for us as individual believers. What should be my attitude toward other Christians? We should be loving them. That's absolutely part of what we should be doing as individual believers. First John 3, verse 14. We know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer have eternal life abide in him. Whereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So we need to be loving. Loving one another. So you know, part of that is definitely talking appropriately and acting right with them and encouraging them. Uh, that's love. We need to have a patient attitude towards our siblings in the Lord Jesus Christ. You find that in Romans chapter 5, verses 5 to 7. Uh, we need to have patience, have a patient attitude. Uh, and showing them the love of Christ, being patient, helping them along. And we need to be sensitive to the needs of our family. In James chapter 2, verse 15, If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be warm and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful for the body, what doth it profit? And this goes back to what I said a few moments ago about helping the physical side. If a brother and sister needs clothes or food as Christians, we should be the first ones there to help the best that we can. And to show them that compassion and meet those needs. Absolutely. We definitely need to be forgiving each other. No harboring of grudges or hurts. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 says, And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So what is fellowship? Fellowship is a term commonly used by Christians referring to getting together for activities or times of sharing common interests. That is a really small part of true fellowship. <clears throat> it's true that during fellowship times there is sharing. But biblical fellowship goes way beyond sharing a meal or being involved in an activity together. It's sharing life through the person of Christ with another believer. The essential elements of true biblical fellowship are not physical matters like social status, friendship, common interest, but rather they're spiritual requirements of a personal character toward each other. We need to have humility. You're not going to have very good fellowship with a brother and sister in Christ if you're both proud or if one is proud. Pride gets in the way of everything. You know, and we need to have that humility of spirit. You find that in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 8. We need to be honest. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. We need to be honest with each other. We're not, we're not talking about honesty just being brutal and being nasty, 
But no, we're, we're being honest with each other. We're going to have real fellowship. Fellowship that will last. Fellowship that will be encouraging. We need to be honest. We need to love. Absolutely. That, that, that is a key point of fellowship. We need to love each other. John thirteen thirty five. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. It's really hard to have fellowship with someone, share anything with anybody, if you don't have some degree of compassion and love for them. As well as that, you know, there's some hospitality involved here. Um, Titus 1, eight, But a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate. Now, that vo- verse there is focused upon the pastor and his responsibilities. But make no mistake about it, this the hospitality helps with fellowship. Absolutely. True biblical fellowship is based on the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. You must learn to have a fellowship with him personally before you can have fellowship with other believers. I mean, I think sometimes we forget how important that is. If we have a good fellowship with the Lord, our fellowship with individual believers will be better. It will grow. Now, Christians are sinners saved by grace. Christians still sin. And Christians can get offended by another believer. So what do you do when this happens? Whoever it is, Joe, Bob, I don't know who, comes along and they offend you. You know, what, what do you do? Well, the first thing you do is you, if it's serious, like, I'm, I'm not talking if they say they don't like your new shoes, okay? Like, we do need to be adults here, <laughs> you know? Uh, we need uh, to take that to that person privately first and, and try to get it settled out. Matthew eighteen fifteen says, More if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained a brother. That's the way to do it. Sadly, though, I have, in my 20 years of experience in the ministry, have seen so many who do not do this. They go tell everybody the problem. And guess what? Now they're offense to the other person. So they're both in the offense category. Uh, we need to make sure we go and talk to that person uh, privately. Say, hey, this is the issue. We need to talk about this. You know, and sometimes in that situation, uh, you know, the desire result is, oh, okay, sorry, like let's get that resolved. Uh, but you know, sometimes the issues are bigger, and the other person is not not seeing it the right way, or they're missing something out. So if you can't resolve it one-on-one, then you bring someone else along with you. Um, you know, obviously you, you make it, uh, you conservate with the uh, individual that's having the issue and say, hey, you know, we need to get this worked out. I'm going to bring someone along. I'm bringing Sue or Jew or whoever it is uh, to uh, hang out with us. And we're going to talk about this and get it right. And, and you know, Look towards having that established. And Matthew eighteen sixteen says, But if he will not hear thee, then take the one or two or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. So you can actually take more than one, but one is the minimum. Uh, so, you know, try to work it through. Try to work it through. And if the issue is large, if it's a, it's a massive problem and it's still not resolved, then it goes into church discipline from there. We're not going to go diving right into that. Uh, but the reality is that is the process. Now, 
that's the process for church, you know, for individual believers to get things right with each other and then the process of church discipline and things. Um, but, you know, as believers, we should, as Romans twelve eighteen says, if it be possible, as much as lies in you, live peaceable with all men. You know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. There's times uh, when I have been offended or something has been said that's not right. And I just give it to the Lord and I move on. It's not because I don't want to see that person corrected or so they won't say it again. Uh, anything of that nature. It's just it won't help the cause of Christ. It'll maybe cause more issues or maybe the person is 10,000 miles away and there's no way that you can actually talk this out or whatever the case is. And just say, you know what? I'm going to leave it with the Lord. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's amazing what the Lord can do. <laughs> we... We think that we got to get it all figured out. Like Sometimes just leave it with the Lord. I'm not saying all the time. But I think we need to take this verse into, into consideration as we do this. Live peaceable with all men. You know, it may not always work out. But we look to the Lord to bring us to peace. You know, I love being with other Christians. That's definitely a reason why I love Sundays as much as I do. Oh, I do speak of sports. I mean, I like sports. I have my hobbies. I like food, as you know. But we get to speak of how the Lord is working. Or how a prayer was answered. Or what someone learnt from Scripture that week. And that is such an encouragement to keep faithful on the firing line. Listen, Christian fellowship is absolutely important. And I hope indeed that you will work on it, that you'll be the best Christian brother and sister you can. We're related through Jesus Christ. We have responsibilities to each other. We need to pray for each other. We need to minister. We need to edify and build up. And we need to constantly make sure our attitude is right towards other Christians too. We can get out of sorts. We need to make sure that we, are, we have that humble spirit, that we're honest, that we're loving, we're showing hospitality. And I know right now we're can't get as many people in our house or whatever with the things going on. But uh, just that that's our heart's desire. And that if there is a problem, we go get taken care of the right way. And we look to the Lord uh, to help us. And that we have a heart to live peaceable with all men. Well, thank you for listening today. And I really do appreciate you tuning in. Have a great day. Uh, keep exploring the word and keep looking to Jesus.